You're listening to the Rebel Scum Podcast. You are always scum. Rebel Scum. From odds making to list rankings, we've got you covered. And don't forget to join us on Patreon for early access and exclusive content. Here are your hosts, Brock and James. James, there was a fun, uh, fun Canadian connection in uh, Mandalorian episode two, chapter ten. I yeah. immediately caught that connection. I have a close connection to this connection. Uh, Paul Sun Hyung Lee, who like, if you're in Canada, you've seen him in and something. Most notably, Kim's Convenience was on this episode of mandalorian and i have my connection is i was at fan expo one year with my wonderful girlfriend reham and we saw him she loves kim's convenience it's like there he is mr kim and he was wearing an x-wing pilot's no way and i'm just like floored i was like wow that's so cool so she hasn't watched it yet I can't wait to hear her response because she's gonna remember it. So. So what you're that saying is really, he really spoiled cool. he spoiled that ep- he spoiled his cameo, is what you're saying. <laughs> Before he probably even had any idea it was ever coming. He's you spoiled it for everyone. <laughs> so cool, nice. cool stuff all to our our viewers. There is a Canadian connection in this episode of Mandalorians, uh, chapter ten. Yes. Rebel podcast. I'm Brock. This is James. This is episode 189. 189. 180. Hold on, I gotta put on my poppy here. 189 episodes, Brock. I'm putting on a poppy, not to throw you under the bus, because I know. But I had one beside. Oh, you can't even see it on the screen. There we go. Hey. Let's see if you can see it. Because it's Remembrance Day coming up on Thursday, November 11th, here in the Great White North. Uh, and that's what uh, we could see it on your shirt anyway. You're wearing a nice red. We are, oh, by the way, T Public News. T Public News. There's going to be a big, massive sales are coming up this month on T Public. They emailed earlier uh, today, and they're like, "Hey!" And they're going to put up some advertising for us on the Twitters and, and stuff. So uh, check out uh, T Public. I don't know what the, the I don't know what the the sales are going to be but they emailed and they said we're gonna have big sales we want to give you some marketing we're like all right i'm sure so huh? so so, so <laughs> them why not <laughs> sure <laughs> so we're gonna do it so keep your eye out for t public we'll post that uh stuff as well right there nice t public website that's where you got Jamie, that shirt what do you think about the last episode of mandalorian yeah we should get right into it because i feel like this that's is going right. to be like this is the most divisive, divisive, divisive episode of The Mandalorian. I would say I feel like people loved it or hated it. There's not much of an in between. I uh, genuinely enjoyed it. Um, it was directed by Peyton Reed, which surprised me. And then oh, yeah. the the ant reference and a bunch of bugs. Should have put two and two together on that one. I thought it was good. I I have concerns with the series now. In that it's like, because the first episode was like, all right, yeah, I like this, I like it, I like it a lot, yeah, getting your feet wet. And now we're two episodes into the second season, and they're double the length, basically. And it's like, okay, well, your feet are wet, show me what we got here. 
Um, and that, and, and, and as someone who's been with Star Wars for so long and, you know, you watch your Clone Wars, your Rebels and all that stuff, you know that everything happens for a reason that they put these things in there. So you feel like, you feel confident that eventually these are all going to unfold into the greater dynamic of it all. But I could see people watching and not thinking that or, or realizing that. And, uh, and, and it's almost like it's, it's it's caught in like this in its own trope right now and it's got a branch out which oh i'm i'm guessing season three or season three episode three it's going to explode but i really enjoyed it i kind of wished that this one aired on october 30th because it felt like if we brock we used to do we didn't do it this year but we used to do like our top five like halloween horror star wars horror halloween moments this episode to me feels like it will be like a halloween like this will be the the star wars that we watch on halloween (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I haven't even looked it up. Is that the same spiders that we see in Rebels, or is it no. more of a ripoff of the Macquarie? Yeah, it's more on that. You, you, uh, Andrew sent uh, the book, uh, and I spoke with him about it. And um, you're going to show that image. This is not from Rebels. They are a different spider, clearly the same type of design, but they are a different spider than the one that we see yeah. in Rebels. Nice, nice, yeah. Uh, I thought that was, yeah. It's so good, and it's actually... I kind of liked that battle, or that chase, uh, because, like, the Mandalorian seems invincible at times, you know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. he's uh, he's very... And that's cool, I like that about him, that he's kind of, like... He can kind of get himself out of anything, but that was getting tense, where you're like, oh, how are you going to get out of this one? And, like, the ship everything seems to go wrong so the episode was good as sort of like it's not all that perfect and then you know you always like watch these movies where like the smuggler or the pirates like oh we don't want to do that especially in space was like no i won't take that that mission or i won't take that bounty or whatever because it's just not worth the time and then you get to see this this episode was cool because you could see all how it unravels like no we don't do it this way because this happens uh, it was great. Yeah, you get to see the return of Filoni with uh, Paul Sun Hyung Lee as the X-wing pilots. Uh, I love. I've noticed that I really enjoy looking at the credits now, and that like you get to see Filoni's name. What is it? Uh, what's his character's name? Something Wolf. I don't know. Of course, it's Wolf though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, I forget what it is. Tracker Wolf or something like that. Um, it was good, and I like how he keeps putting himself in this series, but he doesn't say that much. Like even in this episode, like uh, Paul Sunny Hungly, uh, Paul, I'm just gonna call him Paul, takes over a lot of the dialogue. I thought it was great. Um, what did you think of this uh, frog character, this frog woman? <laughs> uh I, I, I like the. I don't know. I think. I mean, I like that. I didn't have anything against the character. I was all star. Like it wasn't like. There was nothing like yeah. that. I I like the character. It's just I, I I'm already. I, it was funny. I was talking to Andrew about this. Where I haven't been like I've been watching these shows naked, not naked, not literally, but like in that I haven't been thinking about the next step while I'm watching. I've just kind of been enjoying it. And this episode, I, I found myself smiling a lot. Like obviously, Baby Yoda's got a lot of fun moments, but that character, the passenger, it was like, oh, I wonder what. The pa- who this uh, passenger is going to be, and then end up being this pink lizard thing. I'm like, okay, that's different, fine, 
what's up? And then it looked like a Muppet was like, ah, <laughs> crashing. It was like something out of a um, great Muppet caper or something. I love that. Um, and then when she spoke with the droid, I thought that was cool. I like the way they kind of use like this alien that he doesn't understand the language. Cause I, I, and I think that speaks to everybody always understands everybody in star Wars. And at some point you gotta be like, well, what the hell's the point of having three people if everybody understands everything. So I was fine with that. Um, but, but I'm really intrigued and curious by what her end game is. Uh, in this plot and what is she because obviously we know what the mando's goal is and we know what her goal is but whatever she's in the process of doing is going to greatly affect the season of the mandalorian that we are in right now and that's that's really what i'm more than the character uh itself i'm more curious about that well i mean i i assume that like the next episode will bring us to this water plant that we see in the trailer. Uh, yes. I would assume you want to hatch your frog eggs on a water plant. <laughs> frog. I was like, it's she's like a frog lady, but she kind of looks like a, a gecko at the same time. Like, uh, uh, I really like like the CG of that character. Like, just when it's sitting there is really interesting. But like when they're running and she starts jumping like a frog, I was like, wow, that looks real. That was the coolest. Yeah. Yeah. I read that it's the same actress that portrayed Quill in the first season. That's good. That's awesome. Yeah. So I think her name actually comes. I forgot. I saw it, but her name's in the, I've seen the, her name in the credits a bunch of times actually this season, which is only two times now, but <laughs> um, <laughs> every episode, so like yeah it should be leading us to that planet which kind of works uh especially i i assume we're gonna possibly see that opening shot in the first trailer where the razor crest is flying you see a planet and it flies into the shot and like everything is it looks like it's about to explode or like it's Uh in damage so which is happening right now with the razor crest so that's interesting um but yeah uh I think I said to you it was like it's a pretty decent episode because basically the Mandalorian talks to himself the entire time. Like, yep. Maybe Yoda doesn't talk. I guess he, the frog lady talks through the the droid uh, voiced by Richard Ayoda from uh, Ayoda. I never know how to pronounce his last name, but he's from the IT crowd. Um, so that was good to see his voice come back. Uh, but yeah, it's like it is concerning that like there's eight more episodes or six? six six more episodes and we haven't really solidified a storyline but like i don't know like perhaps that's intentional right like that's yeah how set up the first season that we kind of jump from things and at some point it'll all kind of make yeah i think together. i think i'm just thinking of it from i haven't spoken to um well i i've spoken to a couple fans who aren't necessarily diehard star wars fans who definitely haven't seen rebels who who don't you know don't follow it as closely as we do and a lot of them seem very um obviously they're going to watch the next episode but they're all kind of like yeah it was okay like it wasn't it wasn't like they weren't like that was a bad it wasn't their favorite uh and it it was just like uh and i'm of two minds right now um where i I really did enjoy it but i i really i could when it ended i was like well i could see people not although aaron really enjoyed it but i could really see people being like that was okay Mm -hmm. 
but, but we're in season two, and you know, season two of series, a lot of time that was a sophomore slump and all that with it. It just it felt like season one they found their footing, and then the first episode they kind of blasted off, um, and now it's like, I just hope I I just I just have this hope that it's not on cruise control for the next little while because I feel like this show it, it really and I. And I, I believe it will, but it needs to take a risk. It needs to take that next step and really kind of like we're at. We've been at the edge for a while now, for ten episodes basically now. Push us over, because it was it pushed us. So I will say at the end of the season one, it definitely pushed us over. You know, Moff Gideon, but where's Moff Gideon? Where's there's all these things that are definitely coming into play, and that's why I have no fear of this happening. But I could see the casual fans were watching and being like, eh. they want to get to the meat the grid of this when are we going to get there and now the episodes are this one was only 42 minutes i think which was like the longest one we got last year but the episodes are a lot longer and if less is going to happen in the episodes why are they a lot longer is my thing i don't know it's 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 hard to say because it's like you want to deliver i this is the problem of having a show like the mandalorian where like you had this amazing first episode where it's like, oh, this is kind of cool. And then they're like, and look, it's a Yoda. It's like, what? <laughs> so, like, you can't outdo that. Um, and then anytime like, the, that Yoda, the baby Yoda uses the force in the first season, it's just like, whoa. And then I guess but, the, the ending. And then the Black Saber at the very, very yeah. end. You're like, whoa. But so kudos like, to them for not using the, like, sort of using that. They have yeah. baby Yoda in the force. They haven't used it. Like, kudos to them for that absolutely because it's just sort of like why why put yourself in that place because it's like if you if you're creating a show where you have to outdo yourself over and over again then that's ridiculous you can't like i think as much as not not a ton is happening it's an interesting show altogether i'm biased because i want star wars content and i'm just like wow this is so interesting it's like wow that's cool look at that look at that so i have yet to watch it with reham so i'm curious to hear her yeah it's it's Her those kind of viewpoints um, that I'm really. I talked to someone about. today about it. Yeah, I talked to someone today that's not a huge Star Wars fan. He even told me he's like, "Oh, the last movie I saw in theater was that terrible Star Wars movie." I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> he's like, uh, I, "We were talking about the episode, and he said, I asked him, like, so did you get who that is at the end of the episode?' I was like, yeah, it's Boba Fett, right?'" And I'm like, "Yeah," which is you know, if a non-fan or not regular or Star Wars watcher can figure that out perhaps he looked it up on the internet i don't know but like yeah that's what i'm curious about like i don't know i don't feel like tomorrow morrison will be that recognizable in the star wars no like to casual fans either either who you spoke to is a little bit more up on what they're talking about or uh, i definitely googled it but the, the thing is you don't need to know who that is at the end to know that somebody yeah is watching the Mandalorian at the end of that yeah. episode. And that's really what's important there is is it's not it's not the who. We're not at that point yet. The who if you know who it is that's a bonus, but if you don't you are a, you are going to find out. And you know that's what yeah. the show's planting seeds um and, and that's what this episode has me most curious about is what were the seeds that were planted this episode? Was it the passenger? Was the passenger of the seed that got planted? Were there, was it the X-Wing pilot? Because they already came back. They kind of did their thing at the end. But maybe they come into yeah. play in a, a grander role later on. But this uh, the se- series plants seeds. It loves planting the seeds. 
Just like Rebels. Remember Rebels? We would always be like, uh, that episode. And then at the end, <laughs> you know, and then like two episodes later, like, oh my god, that crappy thing that I hated two weeks ago, I now want the Black Series of. You know, like, that's just the way these things play on. That's, and Star Wars, I think, and I think, you know, this is, maybe this is why um, the sequel trilogy irked people so much is because they were like, and I love them, but they were like fast and like, oh my god, this is so much fun. But Star Wars, I think it's Star Wars is actually a slow burn. <laughs> like, the prequel trilogy is kind of a slow burn. Like, well, at some point it's going to be Vader. Just not yet. Like, it's kind of a slow burn. And then the original trilogy, Empire Strikes Back, it's like, it's really just leading up to Han getting frozen and all, and Luke losing his hand. It's a slow burn. So maybe Star Wars isn't the fast-paced action that they, that we all think it is comparing it to the Avengers. It's just like a really, really slow Agatha Christie novel. Star Wars always suffers from the fact that, like, it is it out. It sets precedence when it makes mm-hmm. anything pretty well. Like, right? Like, it's just like the original trilogies changed how technology worked in film, and Mandalorian's doing it too. So it's like, and then you know, Star Wars becomes so engrossed in the zeitgeist that that you're like, oh, it has to be this, and it has to be like. There is no rules because there are no, those are rules that you've set on yourself. So it's like any creator right now is sort of like, do I just make a typical Star Wars thing or do I make my own thing? And I argue like make your own thing because we're going to get bored of these same old, same old, even though people totally disagree with me. I think they have to venture out. Like Leslie Headland is, is like giving out hints that like she's gonna do this and this with her like and it's like universe star wars but it's like can we talk about that for a second yeah this is okay i was all on board as like a <laughs> like ninja whatever whatever like i'm all, like whatever i don't care what her story is gonna be because i'm gonna i'm gonna watch it and love it and all that so like none of that matters honestly again if i never saw a trailer for that series it doesn't matter because it's got it's like my subscription to Disney Plus is there for it. Like I'm going to watch, it. but that but what, that's besides the point. What th- what is throwing me off is this alternate timeline. I haven't read the article. I don't know if you read it. Is it an alternate timeline yeah. or is it a different time in the timeline that we've never been to? Because I kind of don't. And and I love Spider Man into the Spider Verse, and I'm all I was you know I was super excited about Electro coming back with. Jamie Foxx's Electro. I'm all for that in Spider-Man. But in Star Wars, I don't know if I really want these other dimensions happening in there. Or And look, if you want to believe that Legends is another dimension from... I, that's fine. I, I'm not going to argue against that. But I'm just... When it comes together, I don't... Like, the, le- the, the holiday special, the new one coming out, looks phenomenal. And they're kind of duped yeah. with that. But I don't... I don't... I, I really just hope that her series and hopefully I just read it wrong, isn't an alternate reality. It is the reality that we're in just a time period. It's not the High Republic. It's not the Old Republic. It's not the New Republic. It's, not, it's just some other thing. She's like, guess what? Shut your brain off and enjoy this and don't worry about continuity. That's what I'm kind of hoping that series is. Yeah, I hope so too. I, I can't really, I didn't really read much into it, but you just, there's some, I've noticed like, uh, media outlets are taking these star wars news and sort of spinning them in their own ways yeah, so it's yeah, like, yeah. leslie Hill says this and leslie headland says that maker of russian doll says this like so it's like it's all different variations and different uh perspectives of it which is fine like 
So I was like, ah, whatever. I just read the, the whatever. But um, yeah, we we gotta. They gotta. They have to. It's funny to say it, but like they have to compete with Marvel, even yes. though they're the same company. But yeah. and I hope they stay away from alternate dimensions because it's like it works in a comic. This is like we're in space. They're like light speed is doable, and they can he- understand alien language. It's like, you don't have to make it any more interesting. You really don't. <laughs> yeah, I really think that um, all of these uh, MCU, Star Wars, DC, all this, they, they have their own rules to their stories, to their universes. And Star Wars, uh, we've had these rules for 40 plus years, and and you know you could argue in the movies in the marvel movies and stuff we haven't seen these alternate dimensions and stuff like that but they're more plausible to come up in that it's only been 10 years of marvel you know what i mean like to you know the dc thing is just like yeah we're gonna do it and everybody gets excited but i think it's it's but they've also had 700 different batman and things where they could play around with that where star wars okay yeah alec guinness and and ewan mcgregor but it's not the same thing at all because they're not playing because they're playing the same version of it so i just i don't know i i really hope that i misread it and it is uh this uh, you know it it it's it doesn't matter if it's 500 years before ray or 600 years after ray it just it takes place some point in there and if we never find out we never find out because i'm sure if it took place 500 years before ray they wouldn't you don't want to need to acknowledge if it takes place after Maybe the events of what we just watched aren't actually that important in the galaxy far, far away. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So, whatever. I mean, I'm still happy with like what the Mandalorian's putting out. Um, it's, I, it's, it's funny. It's like people complain, but it's like there's no precedent. It's like there was episodes last year that was like it doesn't feel like it went anywhere but like who cares like it's still it's kind of it's like we don't need the character explained to us that much it's just sort of like this is this this type of the universe is they're, they're setting the scene for that and perhaps that is what they think they need to do to make these spinoffs that they may or may not do i don't know i don't know maybe it's kind of like I like to compare it to like Daredevil in on Netflix, where it's like we have this. Here's how we explain it, and then we throw these characters in, and then they spin off to something else. So maybe that's what they're going for. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I like I said, I'm I'm on board for the ride. I have total faith in what's coming, and I I, I think this episode um, is going to there will be pieces of this episode that will be like, Oh, okay. Now I, I understand why we needed that episode and we'll, and we'll get to that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but for people that don't know, we can show this now, Andrew Fantasia, your best friend. Uh, he has a book and he showed some pieces of this book to me and I sent them to you. So why don't we put them on the screen really quickly? Um, I will, I'll cut to you once, uh, once you have it up. Oh, look at that. There you go. Captain Carson. Nope, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> Brock's notes are coming on the screen right now. Full screen at first. Yeah. Boom. There we go. Hold on. And let me transition. Bam. There we are on the screen. Wow. The Essential Guide to Planets and Moons. Um, There you go. You want to take it from here? 
<laughs> no, because I don't know what these things are called. But yeah, like yeah, there's a uh, the praying mantis ant creature that like uh, Amy Sedaris playing cards with. I couldn't read what half of the dial uh, like the writing on these things were, but that's kind of cool. Like I remember this book. I'm pretty sure I've seen it before. Um, but it's cool seeing that this style of artwork because it's like I feel like that's exactly what Star Wars looked like like 10, 15 years ago. Here's the frog people. So uh, will we see the husband? <laughs> Though the woman, the frog woman we see doesn't really wear these same clothes. This is the prequel version of the frog woman. This is when she, <laughs> I got, I almost, a part of me was like, I wish that was a caretaker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And then the final one, this one, which if you've seen anything, Ralph McQuarrie, you've seen this creature before. Yeah. We get a hint of it in Rebels totally different but the, this looks like this is like total total the this is exactly what it looks like in mandalorian so like this is cool like uh i don't know if we, i haven't looked up like if they saw it from this book but like it's i just i think this goes back to what we were saying last week where you were like somebody in the writing room is saying okay we need a creature it's like oh i got it <laughs> and then yeah. it shows up yeah. Like they're like, oh yeah, remember this book that we had back in uh, 1998? Yep, here, let's pull this one. <laughs> like they're like, we need a giant spider. What do we got? Well, rebels. Uh, but those are uh, indigenous to Lothal, and we're not on Lothal. What else do we got? This, and we go on. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so it's awesome. Kudos to everybody at Star Wars. They, it's almost like they know what they're doing. <laughs> Don't tell <laughs> okay, let me get out of this then. And I'm back. This there is the no, uh, you're not. There you go. Now you're back. This is the most. That was the most thrilling audio segment of our show to date. <laughs> everybody listening on a- Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, uh, as Google Podcasts, I should get rid of that graphic. They don't exist anymore, right? Did they get rid of Google Podcasts? Or Did just, they? I don't know. What's they got it? rid of Google, Google Music. Anyway, give us to us wherever you get your podcasts, except for um, Amazon Music, because we are in the Great White North. They forbade me from. <laughs> they said really? no. Yeah, I was like, well, that's okay. Can I go on it? They said no, Canadian. <laughs> and then they threw a maple syrup stick at my face and told me to take a hike. So I, <laughs> so I did. Um, anyway, I'm very excited for what's to come with this episode. Do you mm-hmm. think, though, I got to ask, because I know you were kind of getting tired of the Baby Yoda baby voice happening last year, and now we're getting that oh, tenfold. Yeah. Now it's up like tenfold. Do you think <laughs> he's going to expand beyond that, or is he just going to remain Baby Yoda? I, I think he's going to remain Baby. Yeah, I think it's going to stay like that. Maybe at some point he'll say an actual word, but I don't, maybe not this season. Like, why, why rush it, like? If you can get a guy in a helmet to talk to a puppet and it's engrossing, like it's, so it's ridiculous how this episode was a puppet, a frog puppet, and yeah. a guy in a helmet. And he has no dialogue outside of like, I guess when he talks to the droid and then when he talks to the <laughs> yeah. it's good. And he's like, I don't speak frog, lady. Oh, and then this is this is the episode where we get the that that Funko, yes, showed like Baby Yoda and the the tank with eggs in it, 
What did you think of the of uh, the child eating these eggs constantly? <laughs> that, okay, that's actually something we should probably talk about. He okay, he ate the frog in season one. Everybody was obsessed. Did they do that as a callback to him eating the frog that everybody came obsessed with, or is this going to be used as a plot point later on in this in this season or series that Baby Yoda? I mean, it actually. It was used in this episode to get us to the spiders where it showed that it's kind of... Do you think that's over now? His overeating is done with or is it going to cause more problems in the future? <laughs> I don't know. It's so funny. It's just like he just eats without with wanton abandon. Uh, he didn't use the force in this one when I was kind of waiting for it to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but when uh the child goes up to the tank and touches it, they all the, the eggs kind of move towards it. I was like, oh, is he like speaking with him and then he starts eating them i'm like oh that's not but the same. you know when he used the force in season one mm-hmm. drastically he passed out for like days <laughs> if yeah, you remember correctly. so i think i think you know he can't he can use it but he can't use it often he has to really pick and choose when he does and and he's like yeah, it's not worth it yet i like how the frog lady like saves him at the end when they're like getting chased by the spiders and yeah you think it's like Mando that saved him by uh, shooting spiders off of him or whatever it was? She had a, a blaster the whole time. I was like, oh, interesting. So, frogs, you can't trust them. Oh, maybe <laughs> you can. I don't know. Do you trust? Do you trust her? Yeah, I think so. I mean, she's a mother. You know, she'll do whatever it takes, but I don't think she's she'll push these push to be devious. You know what I mean? Like, all she wants to do is get them home to be safe maybe she doesn't seem so, to care that some of them were missing though did you notice that <laughs> yeah i like i was like oh let's go to this this uh this uh in-ground sauna hot ring <laughs> just like wait around it's like do you not do you think the spiders coming out of those eggs was a uh a nod to like alien like the movie alien no, oh, it's it felt it really felt like it to me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love I love that he eats the spider and then is like, uh oh, <laughs> all the other eggs hatch conveniently. <laughs> That's what. I, sorry, I'm just trying. I got uh, never tell me the odds coming up. Nice. I have issues. This is all going in the edit. There we go. That was strange. I turned off the TV behind me, so if anybody was watching The Mandalorian behind me, you can't watch it anymore. Never tell me the odds. Never tell me the odds brought to us by our Patreons. Check us out on patreon.com slash Podcast, And, you know, support us if you want. If you don't, that's cool. But these people love supporting us. Executive producer Heidi Fetter, Barry Brophy, Dennis Allen, Mary Kristen Aton, Jeff Wilson, Phil Stanifor, Sooner Thrawn, Scott D, Josh Price, Matt W. Rez, Frank Perkins, Neil Lowry, D, Raven Spencer, Gleek Play One, Automated Joy, Disney Desi, Charlotte, Kayla Davis, Aaron Quinto, Jericho Kane, Girls with Sabres, and the Den of Nerds. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Over at the Den of Nerds. Den of Nerds. Not very nerdy nowadays. It's very, very non-nerdy, so you should... Uh... Really? What do you mean? Oh, I don't know. I'm just making that up. <laughs> hey, he was in the 
he's in the state that like everybody was watching last week. So yeah. Yes, he is. He is. Possibly still watching the way things. I don't even know where we are anymore. It was. I know. I know that the uh, uh, TV stations were like, "This is the best week" because they have nothing going on because of COVID, and then they were they had a week's worth of content, so that worked. All right, Our you ready for the odds? A friend Marissa, who works for uh, one of our local TV program pro, uh, stations, said like her week was a nightmare because. They couldn't air any American shows that wouldn't be aired in the States because they were all being preempted by this uh, uh-huh. election stuff. So, Repeat, repeat, repeat. Uh, zap, exactly. Okay, what's uh, today's first, odds, Mr. James? First, uh, the odds of Moff Gideon returning in Chapter 11. I want to say... 80%. I think they need to get back on track. And it's got to be some serious storyline here. Um, I'm really liking that they drop in the the, the first, the New Republic. But So I'm, I'm curious if we, we can see some uh, New Republic versus the remnants of the Empire go toe-to-toe. So, uh, yeah, I think it's... Come on. It's Giancarlo Esposito. If you get them, you got to put them in. <laughs> you got to put them in as much as you can. Uh, I'm going to be bold and say 33%. Wow. I would love it. Don't get me wrong. I think we need to get to a point where he returns, but I don't think we're there yet. I think we have to get past, we have to get past the passenger to get us to Moff Gideon. Mm. I think that's the, the passenger is our hurdle because the passenger has taken the Mandalorian uh, to a place uh, where that storyline does not need to intersect with. So I could be wrong, and I part of me hopes that I am, but I am also okay with it. Uh, our next odd, we kind of discussed this already, but the odds of the passenger being a villain. Maybe not the villain, but a villain, like a bad character. Bad egg! Excuse my pun. <laughs> um, I don't hate it. Um, let's go maybe 60%. There, we don't really know what the plan is. Like, uh, and this show is very, very good at giving you that like bait and switch, you know, like, look, we got this egg from the mud horn. Let's eat it. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I'm going to go 60% on that. I'm going to go 42.967 because, um, she just got a one sheet poster for the episode, like online. Cobb Vanth got one, Cara Dune has, and it's like, meh. but I mean, look, also maybe, and I, which I don't fully trust this character, but she did save Baby Yoda, but maybe she is trying to lure Baby Yoda into some kind of trap herself, uh, and so that's where I'm going to go with that one. I kind of hope she's a villain now. And our final odd is from executive producer Heidi. Heidi says, what are the odds the rest of those eggs will not be eaten by Baby Yoda? Is Baby Yoda going to finish up those eggs or not? I don't, I think uh, you got to go easy on it. So I'm going to say no, 0%. Uh, I think it'd be weird if it continued. I don't know, though you raise a good point. Like perhaps... The frog lady is there to steal away the child somehow. That would be good. So the eggs aren't like actual offspring. It's like some like bait, like some 
trick and like baby yoda sees that and is just eating it like they're just like you know i don't know they taste like cheese it's I, I maybe something like that so i'm still gonna go with zero percent but i'd be like ooh, that'd be a very good move i'm gonna go 11 percent uh because <laughs> i just i think he's had his his <laughs> and then when he takes that one at the very end though actually i really I, I smiled a lot during this episode all right you ready i'm ready for here we go the- Hollow news. Hollow news. Hold on, Brock. I'm trying to get it. We got something new cooking up here for Hollow News. This is Hollow News, the news you need to know right now. So as we were talking before, Ken's own Kim's convenience star, Paul Sun Hyung Lee portrayed Captain Carson Teva. An X-wing pilot for the New Republic in the last, or the most recent episode of The Mandalorian. Apparently, he in the interview with CBC revealed that he was able, he got cast because he is a close friend with Mandalorian director Deborah Chow, and Chow mentioned that Dave Filoni is a fan of him on Kim's Convenience, and David and uh, Paul is a huge Star Wars nerd. He is known for going to conventions in costumes, and he makes his own costumes. So he jumped at the opportunity to be on the show. And then apparently during costume tests, he showed off his cosplaying abilities by helping them figure out how to put uh, an ejection harness on his costume. So that's pretty cool that he was able to. He said, if you guys don't mind, I'll actually build this costume, and I have my own phone particularly curated photos of how it works on on him. So he showed how he's designed his own thing, which is really cool. He also said a Korean Canadian in the star Wars universe gives hopes to a lot of people that, that dreams do come true. That is attainable. That star Wars, that star Wars in a nutshell for me. So that's really cool. Uh, Harrison Ford, apparently likes Han Solo. <laughs> uh, he, uh, um, Ron, Ron, oh God, I was going to say Ron Jeremy. Good no, that's <laughs> Ron, Uncle Ron, as we called him here on the show, who directed Han Solo, said he was, while on the Lights, Camera, Barstool podcast, he said that Ford's reaction to the film, insisting that, his, that he was, that he enjoyed it as well, and he was very gracious and complimentary to Einreich's uh, role as Han Solo. He said some things publicly, but privately, it was really great to see him put his hand on Alden's shoulder and say, great job, kid. It meant a lot. Aiden worked so hard, and it was a very high-risk situation for him, and he was a cool customer and was really a pleasure to work with, as was the entire cast. They are a great bunch. Uh, uh, Ron Howard then went on to say that like he hopes they make a second, up, a second uh, solo film, but of course there is no plans. And this week was another Mando Monday. Mando Monday being the release of Mandalorian ch- uh, uh, collectibles a-, a couple days after a new episode. It gets released every Monday at 1 p.m. P- uh, Pacific time, 4 p.m. Eastern time. So different retailers like Walmart and Target, I believe. This week's releases are the Funko Pop Child with Egg Canister, as we revealed before. Uh, that was something that was sort of uh, leaked early on. Uh, the Hasbro Star Wars Black Series Mandalorian helmet, 
the Mattel's Child Premium Plush bundle. Like, it's a backpack. You can put them on your back. And then RSVLTS Mando Collection, which is, it appears to be men's shirts. Uh, this one's got cool Mandalorian helmets on it. So after every episode on Friday, make sure to visit mandomondays.com every Monday to see the latest and greatest. And get on social media using that hashtag, Mando Mondays. And this has been the Hollow News. The news is hollow. Oh, hi, Rogue. I see Rogue. Oh, how did you muted? Oh, there you are. Okay, ready? <laughs> yeah, hold on. Let me just fix my camera. So now I'll get a thing so I can see this on, so it'll be a little bit more seamless. I need, I just need a second monitor. I am going just between on my laptop and That's okay. Have... okay. Okay. Um. Okay. Ready and top five. Top five. What's top five today, James? I don't know. I don't make this stuff up. I have no idea. Top five space races. <laughs> space races. Space races. So pod pod racing does not count. <laughs> space but chases. Space chases. Here we go. Top five space chases. My number five is a trench run in a new hope. Oh, I didn't even think of that. It's kind of a it's kind of a cop out, but it's also the original. So, yeah, there you go. My number five is going to be the I forget what they call it hyper jump. The hyper, ju, ju, yeah, no, it was jumps, right? Like at the beginning of uh, Rise of Skywalker, where they're oh yes, on. that's not on my list. Great one, hyper jump skipping. Yeah. I think it was. Called. I like that one. That great. was very cool. Yeah, I love it's that. That's like, not on my list. It's uh, it's a really cool, and it's like, wow, this is exactly what George Lucas was trying to make every time he did one of these with miniatures. <laughs> yeah, my my number four is the same idea that this is something that George Lucas probably would have been chomping at the bit for, but it's Poe versus the First Order at the beginning of The Last Jedi. Ooh, After he yeah. says the line, General Hugs, it is a phenomenal sequence of events. After that, that results in the death of Paige. Turco. Nice, nice. Uh, my number four is going to be, I guess I was going to say crate, but that's not in space. Um, uh, the uh, the well, God, what is it called? <laughs> um, in Solo, it's famous. He did it in twelve parsecs. Castle Run. Castle Run. The finally we get to see the Castle Run. And it's pretty interesting. Uh, it's just like, whoa, that's it. Not what I expected, but I love it. <laughs> uh, great, great moment. My, my number three is the one that we just saw in this episode of The Mandalorian. The Mandalorian flying away from the X-Wings. <laughs> um, my, my number three is going to be... Um, When uh, Obi Wan get gets chased in or fall, oh, no, he doesn't get chased. Like, yeah, he does. When he's going to Camino, the fourth, the third one. You know what I'm talking about. 
The second one after Camino, after Camino with with after Django, Camino. with Django oh, chasing him. Django, thank you. Yeah, that's like, my that's my number two. That's that's my number two is Obi Wan being chased by Django, and then you have the great sound of the ball. Boom! Great, yeah, great, yeah. Cha- great chasing was one of my favorites. Nice. Of course, I'm a prequel, a prequelist, as they say. I love my prequels. Brock, what about you? Number two. My number two is going to be uh, the chase into the the asteroid field in Empire Strikes Back with the Tie Fighters and mm. then the worm and then slow slave one Boba Fett is like hmm, we just go slow you'll be safe. That almost made my list, but the Poe Dameron Last Jedi one knocked it out of the park. Um, true story. That was the one. Those were the, I was debating those two. Uh, and my number one is the greatest sequence of all time in any film ever, and that is when Anakin Skywalker gets on a yellow speeder with Obi-Wan Kenobi and chases after the greatest character in Star Wars history, Zam Wessel. Boom. You can't beat it. Brock, <laughs> I, you don't even have to say you're number one. This has been the 189th. Okay, Brock, you're number one. My number one is kind of a chase and kind of not. It's I think it's like outside of the trench run, it's one of those things that like Star Wars is like, yeah, this is what we want. We want people like running, like flying around crazy in space. And that'll be the battle of Death, uh, the second Death Star. Mm, nice. Where they're like, the shield's still up. And then like they go in and I'll just, you know, it's cool. They could do a little bit more. They had like ships yeah. crashing into other ships. Like that was, that's cool. So, yeah, it's, the, it's a grander scale for sure. Uh, that's Absolutely. our top five. Let us know what your top five, uh, space chase sequences are in the comments below and if you're a huge fan of space chases i can't suggest uh, star wars squadrons enough i played the demo and i was like whoa so if you're a fan of space chases are you gonna be game, are you gonna be getting that game i want to i just like i have other games to finish and i can't just be spending these monies everywhere yeah, that's yeah. where I am. I haven't even finished Fallen Order yet, so I can't. Uh, yeah. I can't get it. I'm going to finish Fallen Order. I have decided I'm going to play it, and I'm going to finish. It. I'm going to have a good time with that one. I was playing um, other games, though. I will get back to Fallen Order for those. My problem with these games is they take forever, and I'm just <laughs> like, okay, I get it. And then like, build a lightsaber. Just give me the lightsaber. I don't need to build it. That's how I am. I'm very much, you hit a block, a leaf falls down, you turn into a raccoon, you run around, you save a princess, the game ends, 20 minutes later, you're good. It, it just, it, it's so, t- and then you have to read, and what is it with these new games? And like, the font is so tiny, you're just like, I don't, I did I did go to the eye doctor, got a new prescription, I'll be getting new glasses, so maybe I'll be able to read these better, but I'm not joking, I was playing The Witcher, Fallen Order, and something else, and I was like, I can't even see the screen i don't know what the text is on there so i was actually having trouble with that i don't know listen to the audio you froze that was funny you froze and you this the slideshow behind immediately turned to <laughs> So, yeah, I don't know, man. That's video games for you. Bigger font. That's all I'm asking for. Not a big deal. Yeah, absolutely. 
Um, I know you can listen to the story, but when they're explaining how to do a move, they put on the little time. Like, I don't know what that's saying. <laughs> anyway, it, it is a, it is a fun game. I'm excited to see it. It's only been, I've only had it for what, a year now. Yeah. So <laughs> we're excited to get right back onto that one. Absolutely. Anything else you want to say, Brock? Uh, check out the, uh, Star Wars holidays holiday special lego holiday special uh trailer it came out and it's pretty cool we didn't really talk about it but i mean we said it was cool so that's exciting that's, that's coming out november a, a week 7th? a week on uh tuesday a week this this episode drops Where? every one week we should be not we need to do a a watch a live watch on youtube yeah right yeah, yeah, yeah that'll, absolutely. That'll be fun. we'll talk about that though uh we'll figure it out if we will we'll let everybody know ahead of time um but anyway yeah. that's i've got nothing else to say all right. Well, I was always scum. Rebel scum. <laughs> you know who would say that? Someone that was always scum. Rebel scum. Hey, scumbags. Thanks for watching. Don't forget to give us a thumbs up on our video. As always, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, Rebel Scum Podcast, for all the latest videos.